Welcome to the Magic on Main Street podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Tabitha. Over the better part of a decade, our little family has lived the Disneyland lifestyle. As an ex-cast member and now longtime annual pass holders, we've been surrounding our lives with Disney. From Disney bounding to pin trading, exclusive items and all the food, we've fully immersed ourselves in the culture that Walt built. We've done it all and have made some great friends and memories over the years. We'll be sitting down with friends and other Disney junkies to share our stories and advice. We'll be your one-stop shop for Disneyland history and trivia and all the insider information you could ever ask for on merchandise, food, shows, attractions, and everything else you should know about the parks. Our goal is to bring a little magic to your ears each week by sharing our Disneyland journey with you. This, this is, is Magic, magic on, on Main Street. Street. And here you may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Let's get down to business. To record a show. <laughs> Time to talk of Disney and the facts we know. It's the greatest show you'll ever know. Listen up for Disney fun. Now it's time. Now the show has begun. It's episode 24, everybody. There we go. The horn's working. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the Magic on Main Street podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Tabitha. And with us as always, the cute kid, Kenzie Lee. And from afar, he's listening on the other end. He's the guy that makes this show work. It's Daniel Prock. <laughs> Dinoproc95 on Instagram. Instagrams. You can find me at the Mad Hatter with two D's and an underscore at the end. Obviously not the D's at the end. It's like, you know, two mad with two D's and then Hatter with an underscore. Yeah. Yeah. And you're Tabs07. Which has been my screen name for everything since I was like a 13-year-old girl. So. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Same. Anyway, uh, we also have a special guest in the room. You know, as always, it's our little uh, mascot. It's Scar the Kitten. He's feeling... Did you hear him? Yeah. He's feeling a little insecure lately or something. You know, I think he's tired of us. uh, No, because he's very clingy. Yeah, I think he's trying to smother us so that we leave. Maybe. He's like, I know that guy hates when I sit on his lap, so I'm going to do it as much as possible. And I'm just like, get out of here. Did he leave the room for he was at my feet just a minute ago. Oh, I don't know where corner. he went. Hi, baby. Hey, buddy. That was much too long of a conversation about the cat. Um, He's important. Oh, He is very important. Did you hear him? I did hear him. There he is. <gasps> there that was cute. All right. We've got a big show, actually, everybody. It's huge. Not a lot of news. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, but we do have a lot to talk about. So we got a whole lot of show ahead of us tonight. It's crazy. A lot of news going on. Uh, we're going to do a lot of this week in Disneyland history. So you're going to get a history lesson today, folks. We'll do news. Big, big, big news, if you haven't heard already. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about merch. We'll do Hidden Mickeys with the Kid. Things we're missing at Disneyland food-wise. Uh, and some do-it-yourselfers at home. And we'll talk about some events and entertainment, what's on Disney+, Plus, and our big topic this week. I think it's only appropriate that we honor the historical black figures in Disney history. So we're going to talk about a few folks, and I'm really excited about it. Me too. I hope you're all out there loving each other because we need it right now. 
Um, I know we didn't have a show last week because, duh. But the show prior to that, we told you guys to go out there and love each other. So if you didn't go out there and love each other, I got two knuckle sandwiches I've seen waiting some for people you. on Facebook that are not following that rule. Well, you, I said to love each other. Do you need me to come <laughs> over there? <laughs> You're the least threatening person <laughs> in the world. Hey. Hmm. That's a compliment. I could beat somebody up. Oh, totally. <laughs> Rude! Somebody's gonna totally. jump me because you're the, you're on the podcast being like that with this weak getter. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, all right, got a big show ahead of us, so we're gonna get right to it. Kaylin, why don't you uh, sing us a little magical ditty? Magic on Main Street podcast, perfect for Disney fans. Magic on Main Street podcast, talking about Disneyland. Magic on Main Street Podcast For when you're making your Disney plans Magic on Main Street Podcast Sean and Tabitha will be right back They're back And welcome back to the show We're going to have some fun today We're going to kick the show off like we usually do With shoutouts Our first shoutout goes out to our friend Dam Damaris 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 Or Viva La Dam on Instagram. Viva La Dam. Or. Uh, or Sugar Crush Bake Shop on Instagram. Wow. Why? Because she's great. Just because. Because And she her. asked us to. I mean, no, she didn't. We just did it out of the <laughs> kindness of our heart because I love her so much. We've been hanging out with Damaris and Eric online on Animal Crossing a lot lately. We're, oh my gosh. I think we forgot to put our friend codes in the oh, show Oh, we notes did. Last. Oh, shoot. We'll have to put up a screenshot of our friend codes. Anybody who wants to hang out on the Isle of Wonderland or... Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> uh, we've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, so I think it's only appropriate. We give a shout out to Celeste for such magical nights. Thanks for the star DIY. If you don't understand that reference, congratulations on having a life. Because <laughs> we do not. It's, it's all fine. we do. Um, want to give a special shout to all of the class of 2020. Happy birthday. Ha- nope. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Congratulations. For he and she's a jolly good fellow. For, for their a, she... a jolly golly good fellow. Well, I mean... They're all jolly good fellows and ladies. What is, is it fellas and ladies? Wait, hang on. Cause it's like guys and gals, men and women, men and ladies. Fellows and fellas. Fellows and fellets. Fellets. Fillets. <laughs> Dumb. Anyway, congratulations to the class of 2020. Your future is looking bright um, because, you know. You can only go up. There's you can only go up from here. So congratulations and this Oh, speaking of I watched High School Musical 2 for the first time because I don't know if we talked about it on the show last time but I watched High School Musical 1 for the first time yes. and it was a blast. An experience. It was a blast. Uh, Sean's favorite part is when Troy's on the golf course. Tro- oh, fantastic. It was the, the best <laughs> the and worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and I'm just going to go out on a limb here and assume that everybody shares my uh, opinion that Troy's dad sucks. He's a horrible human being. No bueno. Anyway, um, we've got a lot of birthdays, actually. So happy birthday to one half of the Sherman brothers, Richard Sherman. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris, actor, comedian, magician, all around good guy. 
Paul McCartney from what's that rock band called? The Monkees? No, oh, the Beatles. Uh, in our personal lives, I want to say happy birthday to one of my dearest friends, uh, Nina, out in Colorado. Happy birthday. And Kenzie's wonderful grandmother, Joanne. Happy birthday to happy you. Happy birthday. Our buddy, Josh. And we can't leave out our good friend, Ellen. So happy birthday. This one's for you, everyone. Happy oh. birthday to you. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Richard and P.H. Paul McCartney, Nina, Joanne, Look, Josh, and Ellen. Oh, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, everybody. We did it. We got through the list. Yeah. That was a lot of people. But we mean it. Happy birthday. Uh, on that note, uh, we're, we're going to come right back with This Week in Disneyland History. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Here, age relives fond memories of the past. And welcome back. We are going to go through a huge list of This Week in Disneyland History. So much going on. I mean, holy cow. Yeah, it's 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 a ton. So let's get right to it. In 1956, Disneyland debuts Tom Sawyer Island and the rafts to Tom Sawyer Island in Frontierland. Uh, they also opened the, this is a big week for attractions, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the film 3D Jamboree at the Mickey Mouse Club Theater and Storybook Land Canal Boats in Fantasyland. So Tom Sawyer Island, you know it now as Pirate's Lair on Tom Sawyer's Island. <laughs> that sounded like it was painful for you to say. <laughs> I hate saying Pirate's Lair. Pirate's Lair on Tom Sawyer Island. It's wow. so silly. Wow. Known today as Pirate's Lair on Tom Sawyer Island, it's an artificial island surrounded by the rivers of America, which are great because they have the canoes and the Mark Twain and the riverboat Columbia, or the sailing ship Columbia. And the short 3D jamboree features the famous Mouseketeers and their leader, Jimmy Dodd. The presentation includes the animated shorts, Melody, and Working for Peanuts, all in 3D. And the Storybook Land Canal Boats, which were originally known as Canal Boats of the World in 1955, uh, which had 13 boats powered by outboard motors afloat in 465,000 gallons of water. That's a lot of water. <laughs> That's a lot of water! <laughs> uh, in 1958, Disneyland's Columbia ship opened on the Rivers of America. So, another attraction this week, uh, which is a full-scale version of the first ship to carry the American flag around the world, which I don't know who knew that. I didn't know that. Mm -mm. Um, and it was actually built in large part from the plans for the HMS Bounty, uh, one of the, you know, the old buccaneer uh, pirate ships. Oh. Uh, mutiny fame. Um, but So, Disney's shipbuilders couldn't find plans for the original Columbia, so they relied heavily on the... You know, the, the plans for the bounty, which was Captain Bly's ship, which had similar dimensions, and it cost them $300,000 to build. That doesn't seem like very much for a... Am I tripping? I don't know. Maybe it's not that much. I mean, that's that's a, a modest home. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with the sailing ship Columbia, they also opened the dock, which was the... Um, uh, named Fowler's Harbor, and they actually named that after Admiral Joseph Fowler, who helped to build Disneyland. Oh. So they did a dedication ceremony out at Fowler's Harbor, and Walt Disney himself was there. Gotta love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in 1958, the Disneyland attraction Alice in Wonderland debuted in Fantasyland. Crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, at that celebration, Catherine 
Catherine Beaumont was there, who was the voice of Alice in the 1951 animated movie, one of my all-time favorites. Um, and then in 1959, three more major attractions, which was the first urban monorail system, the Disney monorail. It's very famous. Uh, also the Matterhorn Mountain uh, with the Matterhorn bobsleds. And then Submarine Voyage has its f- official dedication and launch this week. It's just so much going on. Um, and then that day, since they had opened up three different attractions, they did um, a special dedication parade specifically designed for the day. Um, and it was filmed for an ABC television special. It was called Kodak Presents Disneyland 59. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it was a big to do. In 1967, this is a very important day in history because this is the day that Club 33 was opened at 33 Royal Street in New Orleans Square. Hmm. Yeah, at the time it was two dining rooms um, and several adjoining areas. Uh, They had all kinds of antiques and original works of art. Um, You know, this is a pretty secret place in the in Disneyland, and not everyone gets to visit. And I'm we're very lucky to have been some of those few. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's one of our favorite places. Mm-hmm. That was not a flex, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> in 1971, the All-American College Band performs for the very first time at Disneyland. Oh, and that's a band. tradition that's run through till now. It's, I love the band. I love watching the band. They always have such great songs and their little dance moves. Remember and- when we were walking through one of the last times we were there, the rendition that they were doing of Coco? Yeah, that was awesome. So good. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I think that was one of the first episodes we did. We talked about it. Did we? Yeah. Hmm. Um, And so this band, if you don't know, is made up of musicians from all across the U.S. colleges. And so for this first run, they performed for 11 weeks throughout the summer. And it's become a yearly tradition ever since. I love it. I know. 1972, the Main Street Electrical Parade kicks off at Disneyland for the very first time. Yeah, you know the Main Street Electrical Parade. It's been around forever. You'll see the Blue Fairy, Casey Jr., Alice in Wonderland, Dumbo Circus, Cinderella, and the the whole uh, patriotic American finale. In 1975, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln returns to Disneyland after being replaced in 1973 with the Walt Disney Story. I want to see the Walt Disney Story. I'm sure we can find it on YouTube. Probably. Talk a little bit about it. 1983, the Disneyland Parade Flights of Fantasy, which celebrates the opening of the new Fantasyland debuts. In 1998, Disney's animated feature Mulan premieres and the world rejoices. (laughs) Fast forward all the way to 1999, Disney's animated feature Tarzan premiered in the U.S. at the El Capitan in Hollywood. I love the El Capitan. Yeah, we've seen, what I guess, a couple movies there, right? Uh, Two. Two, maybe. Uh, it's every time we go, it's a blast. The seats are super uncomfortable and it's old and rickety, but it's a blast. It's the, pretty. The nostalgia is so evident. It's so much fun. And then also in 99, the computer controlled sign that welcomes guests to the main entrance of Disneyland's parking lot is removed. And this is actually going to be absorbed into the new California Adventure area. And it's, I didn't know this, but this was only the second sign to greet guests as they entered Disneyland in the park's 44-year history at that time. The The original marquee uh, was put up in 1958, and it had letters that had to be changed out by hand. That's crazy. They kept it for that long? Well, it, it, this was the second one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I so got confused It, it went up, I don't know, maybe in the 80s? Okay. Yeah. 
I'll have to look. All the way into 2010, Toy Story 3 has its worldwide premiere at the Termina Film Festival in Italy, uh, and it also releases in the U.S. that week. 2012, an expanded and spruced-up Carnation Cafe debuts on Main Street. Also, a 4.1 earthquake in Yorbalinda shook up parts of Southern California while they were doing the red carpet opening of the new Cars Land, which had opened this week. Oh my gosh, can you imagine the chaos? Because they clear everyone out. Remember when there was that small earthquake when we were at Mad Tea Party? That and must they have were been like, 2014. Yeah. yeah. And like, because it was close. Oh, they to, cleared the park. It was close to closing. They were just like, everybody yeah, out. Like, oh, we got to go. <laughs> yeah. But it was we could still see, like, like 9.15. All the lighting rigs and stuff were shaking. It was a pretty big one mm-hmm. when we were there. Anyway. Um, and then, yeah, so Cars Land opens up. It was a $1 billion renovation at DCA. Um, that opens up this week, obviously based on Pixar's m- movie Cars. Uh, and it's the largest piece of a five-year expansion at Disney California Adventure Park, where they added 12 acres of new attractions to the theme park, um, which we love now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then 2016 wasn't a great year. Oh, no. Because <laughs> this is the year that the revamped Soren Flight Simulator ride at Dis- Disney's California Adventure and Epcot open to guests, guests, open to guests. It's now called Soaring Around the World. Whoop-de-doo. It's Sean's favorite ride. Ugh. Guys, just bring back California. <laughs> just bring it back. You don't have to do anything to it. Just leave it alone. It's Everybody loves it. <sighs> I have my beef with it, but it is, you know, the scenes are pretty cool. It goes from... The Arctic Ocean, Sydney Opera House, Germany's uh, New Schwanstein, New Schwanstein Castle. Is that how you would say that? Yep. <laughs> A herd of African elephants, the Great Wall of China, uh, Egyptian pyramids, India's Taj Mahal, some hot air balloons in Monument Valley in Arizona, Utah, and there's some. They're all over the place, but the part that is the absolute grand finale. <laughs> Bane of your existence. Uh, Bane of my existence is France's Eiffel Tower. But, you know, they put a lot of work into it. They had a soundtrack that was performed by the London Studio Orchestra. Um, And, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) I just want my California back. Yeah. It's California adventure. You don't got to tell me. I am on your side. I know. And finally, in 2018, The Incredibles 2 by Pixar Animation Studios is distributed and released in theaters. I like that movie. I really like that movie. I loved the first one, and I actually did like the second one a little bit more, I think. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a good story. I like both of them. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to pick favorites. Oh. You don't nope. have to Why are you those? making me pick favorites? Sir, I need you to calm down. I don't down. understand why you're yelling at me. I need you to calm down. Anyway, that's This Week in Disneyland History. Up next, the news. This just in. Breaking news. News, news, news. All right, lots of news this week. All the snooze. Lots of news and exciting news because guess what, folks? Dun, da, da, da. We finally got a date. What? Yeah, it's crazy. So Disneyland posted something actually today. This today we're recording on Wednesday. Um, that Disneyland has a proposed plan for phased reopening, which would bring us the opening of Downtown Disney on July 9th, Disneyland Park and DCA on July 17th, which I I was hoping that this was going to be the case. I mentioned before it's going to line up with Disneyland's birthday. Mm-hmm. So exactly 65 years 
from the original day of opening, they're going to reopen the parks. How crazy. Again, these are proposed plans. They still need to be approved. So, you know. Still uh, all up in the air. Yeah. There's a little bit of, of maybe in the air, but we'll see what happens. We'll keep you posted. Uh, but then Disney Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel are going to open on July 23rd. I wonder what their plan is for the Disneyland. I hotel. don't know. I haven't seen anything in there. So, you know, we'll we'll keep our eye on it like we always do. And um, they're talking about a, there's a lot of news about it. So we're just going to go through and kind of tell you what we know. Um, some of it will just read straight off the paper. So you're aware of what the exact verbiage is. Um, but uh, so. Disney Parks Experiences and Products Today announced proposed plans for a phased reopening of the Disneyland Resort. Pending state and local government approvals, Disney's Grand Californian Hotel Spa and Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel plan to reopen on July 23rd. And Disneyland Park and DCA Park will plan to reopen on July 17th. Additionally, Downtown Disney District will begin reopening on July 9th. There's no list of which vendors are going to be open on that day, but that's when they're opening up Downtown Disney. So because theme park capacity will be significantly limited uh, because they want to comply with governmental requirements and promote physical distancing, the Disneyland Resort will manage attendance through a new theme park reservation system that will require all guests, including annual pass holders, to obtain a reservation for park entry in advance. So this is just like what they did at, at like we thought they would do, um, just like they did at Walt Disney World. Um the theme park reservations will be subject to availability. More details about this process is going to be announced soon. So we'll keep our eye out for that. Um, they're also putting a temporary pause on new ticket sales and annual passport sales. So if you don't have an active pass, you're not going to get one anytime soon. Um, but again, they're going to keep releasing this information. Uh, they're going to have enhanced health and safety measures. They're going to you know, cancel any experiences that draw large groups together, such as parades, nighttime spectaculars. Those will all return at a later date. Character meet and greets are canceled, but temp- only temporarily. And uh, they're actually going to be in the parks for new ways to entertain you and delight you. So that's pretty fun. But again, this is all pending governmental approval. So keep your ear to the ground if you hear anything you tell us, but we'll hopefully tell you first. Uh, trying to keep all of you informed. Um, with that, uh, the AP process, I actually found this out today as well, because we hadn't set our passes back up on payments. Uh, they ended up refunding us for March, I believe. And then, um, what I had to do was basically just pay that payment back. So I called, put in a payment. It took me an hour and 15 minutes. The queue line said 22 minutes. It took me an hour and 15. So don't plan on it being a short call and make yourself available. If you're on a cell phone, make sure you have a good connection because you don't want to get hung up on right oh before gosh, you talk to somebody. that would be the worst. So make sure you're somewhere stable and you just sit down and wait. Um, but uh, our expiration date was uh, June 28th. Um, so I called, made the payment. And because of that, for those of you not familiar um, they are going to give us a new expiration date on the day that the parks open. So for whatever days they're closed, they're going to extend your due date or your expiration date to that date. And then they'll also extend the window for renewing your pass. Gotcha. It sounds like they'll be able to do renewals once that date comes, because everybody's going to be out pu- pushed past what June, September, I guess. October. Cause if, the proposed date isn't until July 17th and they closed on March 14th. So that's about four months. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. So 
You don't have to worry about re renewing at this point. If you don't already have a pass or you want, you needed to renew it before all this happened, you're not going to be able to do that anytime soon. So again, we'll keep you posted on that. No new tickets are being sold either. So. Which we kind of anticipated that that's what yeah. we had already talked about that was going on with Florida that happened with Shanghai. Um, so, I mean, it really shouldn't come as a shock to anyone that they're not going to do any new ticket sales and that it's going to be a reservation system. Yeah. And it's if you call and you have questions, it's not those cast members' faults. Please don't take it out on them. Yeah, be good, <laughs> be good people. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna see before our parks open what that reservation system looks like because of Walt Disney World. So I'm assuming it's going to be the same across the board. Mm -hmm. So look forward to that to that news. On the Disneyland website, they had a hotels update on kind of what their processes were, the safety measures they're taking. So, you know, using the magic bands a lot and uh, cashless payments. So, you know, we're, we're just going to assume it's going to be the same process here minus the magic bands. Um, yeah. So uh, I was really excited to see, though, there was a really nice announcement put out by Josh DeMauro, um, who is now the, the chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products. Um, he put out a nice announcement. Um just talking about the parks, he said, with the announcement of the proposed reopening dates for the Disneyland Resort, we are one more exciting step closer to the reopening of all of our Disney parks and experiences around the world. Throughout the past few weeks, we have reopened Shanghai Disneyland, Disney Springs, and several several Disney stores and set dates for both Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resorts, with more announcements coming soon. We're purposefully taking baby steps during this very intentional phased approach. As one of the major theme parks to close our operations and the last to reopen, we have been deliberate about keeping the health and safety of our cast, guests, and local communities top of mind. And as we look forward to bringing our cast members back to work and welcoming you back as cherished guests, we know it will take all of us working together responsibly to recapture the magic. We're fortunate to be guided by a talented team of professionals who've helped us implement a variety of new health and safety measures reflecting the guidance of local health and government authorities. These are designed with both the cast and guests in mind for the unique environments of each of our parks, resorts, and stores. While certain aspects of your visit may change, I assure you the quality of our storytelling, magic of our experiences, and the caliber of our cast members has not. We recognize the trust that you have in the Disney brand, and we will continue to earn your trust every day. My confidence comes in part from all of the hard work our teams have been doing behind the scenes in the past few months as well as by the early successes we have seen at Shanghai Disneyland, the first of our theme parks to reopen. Guest satisfaction has been extremely high, and we will continue to make sure that as we bring back experiences, our attention to promoting your safety, maintaining your trust, and providing unique ways for you to come together with family and friends to create new memories remains high as well. Walt Disney once said that it takes people to make the dream a reality, and as we prepare ourselves to reopen his original park, I want you to know how eternally grateful I am for all of you who have made Disney parks, stores, hotels, cruise lines, guided tours, and vacation properties part of your lives, as well as for the cast members, crew members, Imagineers, and employees who have brought them to life for the past 65 years. I know this has been a difficult year due to the impacts of COVID-19, but I can't help but feel a great sense of hope and optimism. And like many of you, I look forward to hearing the laughter and seeing the joy of families making memories together. And I can't wait to see you when the magic returns to all of our parks and resorts. Be well, Josh. That got me a little misty. Yeah, that was that was a good that was a good announcement. I was so happy to see that coming from his desk. Um, he's I, I I really believe in this guy. I think he's going to do great stuff for our parks, and you know what a beautiful message. So, 
huge news. We're going to leave it at that because we do have a lot to talk about. And that is all the information we have at the moment on this topic. So as it rolls in, we will continue to push out updates. We might have to do some extra episodes, just little one-offs here and there to let you know what's going on. Or even little video updates on our Instagram. We can do like some Instagram. Yeah. So keep an eye out. Some IGTV stories, posts, everything. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get you all the information you need. There's a couple of things that have dropped recently that you can find on Shop Disney. Um, but hopefully once we get back into the parks, there's going to be all kinds of stuff and they're going to overload us. Oh, they're going to be great. Kill our wallet. No, it's happening. It's going to, it's going to happen. Like that. I've worked really hard on my savings. Account. <laughs> um, so for this month, they have actually dropped two different um, rainbow collections on Shop Disney um, to celebrate Pi- Pride Month, which is in June. Uh, the first one being the Rainbow Mickey Collection. Um, it is a set of Rainbow Mickey Mouse plushes, both Mickey and Minnie. Oh. Um, as well as a Rainbow Mickey Mouse ear headband, which is really cute. I like this one more than I've liked the other ones that they've done. And on the headband, there is actually the word love yeah. with a Mickey Mouse head as the O. And written in rainbow colors, and it's really, really, it's really cute. cute. Um, they also released a uh, pride pin with the castle um, for both the Disneyland and Walt Disney World, as well as a pride um, Mickey and Minnie Mouse castle ear hat ornament. Yeah, which I love. It's really pretty. Uh, I like also, this collection. Yeah, isn't it great? Yeah, I like it a lot. There's also a bunch of shirts that they released. Um, for both men and women, all kinds of different designs with the different Rainbow Mickey uh, design on it. They also have the traditional little Mickey hat, or Mickey hat, little Mickey hand heart with the rainbow heart in the middle that they did a pin of quite a few years ago. Uh, they have a new sweater with that on it as well. They also have um, a onesie. That has Mickey and Rainbow, and it's I really cute. I did see cute. that. It's really, really cute. And then my favorite, which I can never justify buying because we live in Southern California, which actually, it did rain quite a lot just recently. It did. But the whole first two months of COVID. Oh, gosh. It was horrible. Uh, there's a new uh, Disney Parks rain jacket for women that is out that is in uh, – it's a rainbow color design, and it's all kinds of different – uh, Mickey-shaped treats, uh, little doll whips and stuff, and then castle designs as well. And then, hang on, like, um, there's a bunch of random accessories too that you can find. There's tumblers, there's necklaces, there's towels, and also a really cute pair of like little fake band sunglasses. Oh. And then on top of all of that, Loungefly also released a set of rainbow-inspired um, backpacks. They have a Mickey Mouse canvas backpack that has the Mickey head. And instead of it being like the traditional cream or white color, the Mickey face is in rainbow color. And then the straps also match uh, the rainbow design. And they also released a, a doggy shirt. <laughs> it's pretty cute. It looks like uh, like the dog spirit jerseys that they put yeah. out, but instead of saying Disneyland across the top, it says love. With a little Mickey head for the O. Yes. Yeah, I it's, love it's, it. super, it's super cute. You know me, I don't like dressing up animals, but this is really but cute. But it's cute. 
I like it a lot. Nothing, nothing against you. <laughs> I just, I'm not. Dog it, shouldn't wear clothes. What? So it puts me into a laughing fit. You know this. Oh, Sean can't handle it. I don't like it. It, it makes Especially me Especially when it's the dog laugh. clothes that ha- make it look like they're like riding a horse or something. Yeah. What's that stupid little, um, that account that you always tag me in so that I. Oh, what is that? No, don't look it up now. Jeff does it to you all he the time. He does it all, too. T- all the time and it, it puts me into a laughing fit. There are like. They responded to you when they, they saw did. the video of they you did. that Jeff posted. Yeah, because you guys always take videos of me when I have a fit because I can't <laughs> stop laughing. It kills me. It's like so to the point funny. it hurts my stomach. <laughs> uh, Munchkin. Munchkin, the, yes. the teddy bear dog. Something like that. Oh. He's cute. It's not, I don't like it at all. <laughs> it freaks me out. Anyway, moving on. And last but certainly not least in our smaller merch segment for the week. Oh, because there's only 50 items? Yeah, but there was only like two collections. Okay. Normally, I have a lot more collections to speak about. They're just sir. saving it up for when they open again so we can yeah, go broke. Yeah, I don't want to go broke. <laughs> but like I said, last is another stinking mini pack pack mm-hmm. from Loungefly. And it's really cute. It is really cute. Uh, it's Pirates of the Caribbean themed. And they look like little, uh, what are those little things called? The adorbs? Yeah. It's like little adorbs characters of the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, ride characters. Yeah. Uh, so there's like um, the auction, the uh, the guys in jail trying to get the dog. There's the guy, with, the guy the with the pigs. It's actually really adorable. Red's on there. Yeah, it's re- it's really cute. Yeah, I I, I like that one. I like. Oh, it I never lot. got my Chewbacca one. <gasps> when did that come out? Ooh, I don't know when it got released. You might gotta double check it. Oh no, I need that one. But this one is retailing for seventy five dollars, and you can find it on Shop Disney. And that's it for merch. All right, up next, Hidden Mix with Kid. It's time for Hidden Mickey of the Week. Looking everywhere, Kenzie's here to share the Hidden Mickey of the Week. Hello! Okay, welcome back to Hidden Mickeys with the Kid. We've got our little baby girl, Kenzie, in the house. Hi, Kenzie. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? (laughs) Good. Uh, Enjoying your summer so far? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah? Having a good time? Just hanging out? Yeah. 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 So, Kenzie just... Moved on from elementary school, was promoted out of elementary school to middle school. She starts sixth grade next year. Woo-woo. Congrats, kiddo. Thanks. Proud of you. Um, all right. So, Hidden Mickey's with a Kid. What do you got for us this week? This week, I have one from Mulan. Mulan, which is yeah. very timely because we announced earlier that uh, it was premiered this week in Disneyland yeah. history. Cool story. Yeah. So, um where at in Mulan are you going to see this hidden Mickey? So this one, you're going to find it like when Mulan's a guy, quote unquote. And right. um, there's a Yao. Yao, the little short guy with yeah. the black eye. Yeah. Yeah. And Mulan get in a fight. Yeah. They start arguing. Yeah. And then, so Mulan starts walking away. Yeah. And Yao calls Mulan a chicken boy. Chicken boy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then Mushu says, Chicken boy, say that to my face, limp noodle. <laughs> <laughs> Calls him a limp noodle, that's right. Yeah. So and then, then what happens? 
So then there's a big brawl in the camp. Yeah. Huge. Everybody. All the they soldiers. They start like throwing rice everywhere. Rice. Yep. Rain and rice everywhere. Yep. <laughs> and at Poe's feet. Poe, the big guy. Yeah, the big guy. He's the really big, lovable nice. guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, at Poe's feet, there is a hidden Mickey in the grains of rice. So yeah. Yeah. You got to look for it, though. This yeah. one's a little bit of a toughie. Yeah. If you get stuck, let us know. We'll tell you where to find it. It kind it's it, it kind of goes by fast. It right? does go by yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to you got to keep your eye out. Yeah. There's right, a lot well, that's of a good one. Like that. There are a lot of them. Yeah. You got to know what you're looking for. Yeah. You ever imagine like sitting and watching every Disney movie and just trying to find all the hidden Mickeys on your own? I don't know own? how people like that like put it on like the internet and stuff for like on websites, how they do that. I know. It's, it's crazy. A lot of watching, to... It's a lot of movie watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> with your face up at the screen. Yeah. You can't do that. Though. Your eyeballs will burn out. That's what my mom told me. She said, if yeah. you sit too close to the TV, your eyes are going to burn out. <laughs> so I was always afraid of my eyeballs burning out of my head. Anyway, I digress. Thanks for that hidden Mickey. That was a good one. You're welcome. All right. We'll see you next week. I love see you. See you next week. I love you. Go to bed. No, it's summer oh. break. No bedtime for you. I was waiting for you to say, I was like, <laughs> my face. All righty. We'll be right back with food. Food, food, food. Welcome back to our favorite segment, the food. But it's been our not so favorite segment these past months because we can't have the food. Uh, but um, on the Disneyland blog, Parks blog, they have a new Cooking Up the Magic with the Lamplight Lounge over at DCA. Uh, they put up a little recipe for the lunchtime classic with a twist, the PB&J rolls. And I'm in. You tell me peanut butter? Sold. So maybe we'll have to make those just for the heck of it. You're obsessed. <laughs> I love peanut butter. It's my favorite. <laughs> Um, you know what I'm missing this time, this week around this, you know what I'm missing this week? Hmm. Our friend Kiki from Magic of Paint did that, that video with the churro, the apple pie churro. Oh, it's so good. I want that so much. We need to make those. Thanks, Kiki. We gotta go to the grocery store. We can make all <laughs> kinds of churros. What are you missing this week? I am missing the cheddar garlic bagel twist. Oh, from um, Maurice's. Maurice's. That's right. So right by the. Um, I feel like I may have said this one before. I don't think so. No. No. They're so delicious. They're really good. Uh, they're over by the. Um, they're fantasy fair. Yeah. By the theater. So I, I always underestimate them, and I'm always like, oh, I just want a little snack, and I get like a third of the way through, and I'm just like. <gasps> this no, that is thing's heavy. A, that, it's a meal. That thing <laughs> yeah. is huge, and it's bagel, so it's yeah. thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's a good one though. Yeah, I don't know why my mind automatically goes to it when I'm like thinking snack because it's a terrible. I think idea you have mentioned snack. this one before, actually, because we talked about that uh, that slushy drink, mm, the boysenberry, the boysenberry apple. apple freeze or whatever Boom. it is. Those are really good. I don't care if I've said it. I love them. They're so yummy. I know. I just want some Disneyland food. Get in my belly. So I saw this article, speaking of food, I saw this article the other day, and they were talking about how Disney had sent out, like, a survey 
to people in the area mm-hmm. on if they could order Disneyland foods, if they would do like an Uber Eats sort of thing to order them to get them delivered to their house. Oh. Yeah. I guess what? the survey didn't go well, so they didn't oh. end up like moving forward with it. I didn't hear that. Um, I would have got, uh, I would have sent a very nice response of, yes, please bring me all the churros and popcorn. Could you imagine if they drove a two hour round trip to bring us a churro? I That'd be awesome. Oh, just hurry. <laughs> what are you missing this week? Let us know. Hit us up in our comment section of the Instagram account. It's called Magic on Main Pod. Instant Gram. The Instant Grams. Anyway, we'll be right back with events and entertainment. There's a pretty big deal going on on uh, Disney Plus. Uh, if you're listening to this when we launch, then it's there right now. What is it? Artemis Fowl is now streaming on Disney Plus. What? what? Yeah, what? 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 I'm pretty amped on this one. Um, I don't know the book. I have no history on it. I just have seen the trailer and it looks fantastic. Um, and for those who don't know. So Artemis Fowl is based on the beloved book by Owen Colfer. We actually had to look up how to say his name. It's uh, it's an old Irish name. Uh, E-O-I-N. Owen. The E is silent. Hmm. Oh, Gaelic. Is it Gaelic? I don't know. I uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but it's a fantastical spellbinding adventure that follows the journey of 12-year-old genu- genuous? <laughs> 12-year-old genius Artemis Fowl a descendant of a long line of criminal masterminds as he seeks to find his father who has mysteriously disappeared. If you haven't seen the trailer, go check it out. It's on, uh, it's up on Disney plus right now. Uh, and we'll be launching on June 12th, which is maybe today. If you're listening on June 12th, or maybe it's the 13th. Guess what? It's already out. Go watch it now. But this comes with a lot of releases and we read an entire novel last episode of what was coming out. So Check out the What's New section on the Disney Plus app because they have a ton of new stuff on there. And that is events and entertainment. We're going to take a momentary break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the influential characters and stories of black culture in Disney. Okay, welcome back. This week, uh, we thought it would only be appropriate to discuss something that's, you know, obviously very current uh, that's going on um, with the horrendous killing of George Floyd um, and everything that has stemmed from that video being released and the charges against the police officers and, you know, the the travesties that have befallen our friends of color. Um, we thought we would talk about some of the great things in the world that has been brought to Disney by African-American individuals. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the black culture and uh, just kind of how it's shaped Disney. Uh, but also um, wanted to open it up with something that might be a little bit more on the controversial side, but it's really just a question that's been posed recently um, because there is one major piece of history at Disneyland that maybe needs a little bit of addressing. Um, so somebody actually brought this up and created a petition. Uh, Disney fans are saying that Splash Mountain is, you know, it's inspired by Song of the South. Maybe it should be rethemed. Um, I don't see, I mean, I don't see why not. It's, it's kind of a sensitive, it's an insensitive uh, movie. Um, I think that there needs to be some awareness around it and, 
and people need to see it so that they understand what the history was. Uh, but maybe something that's kind of, you know, bookended by the history of it and, you know, how it's been perceived and where it lives in Disneyland's history and culture. Um, but, you know, as far as the ride goes, very subtle hints at the movie at all. Very little to do with the movie. However, you know, th these are characters from Song of the South, which is, again, it's pretty culturally insensitive, and that's why they haven't really put it out on Disney+. Plus. Uh, they've explained their shortcomings with the movie. But, you know, again, this movie came out a long time ago. Times were different. It was people thought that the conversation was different back then. You know, it shouldn't have been, but it was. And so this is just one of those remnants of that time in, you know, Disney history. So what do you think? I mean, we're going to put something up on our Instagram. We wanted, we wanted to keep it safe for anybody to answer truthfully without being ridiculed or talked to in a negative way. So we're going to keep it as, as safe as we can. Um, but you know, we want to hear your thoughts. What, what do you think should splash mountain be rethemed? I know that it was thrown out that maybe we should do something that's, um, princess and the frog princess and the frog themed. I saw other people talking about Pocahontas. I think that'd be cool. Uh, someone else said think, Robin Hood, and I was like, yes. <laughs> I think Pocahontas would be really cool. And there's really no mentions of Pocahontas in the parks. No, and she hasn't been there in a long time. And uh, it's funny because on the canoes, when we would come around that last turn right before you get to the dock after the um, after the, the attraction is over, uh, we used to sing on our, our, our boat, at least, just around the river bend. So I think that'd be really fun for... You know, my nostalgia. But at the same time, I feel like that could cause issues also because a lot of people do have issues with that movie. Yeah. Um, with the Native American references and everything. So that also could just add a whole nother round of disapproval. Yeah. Of people and not I, liking it. And I hate saying, you know, it was a different time because it was only, you know, a couple decades ago. It's not like it was forever ago. Yeah. But, you know, I think people are realizing more and more that. You know, there are these sensitivities for a reason. There are entire races of people that you're offending by doing these certain things. And, you know, with everything that's going on right now, like we have to be very sensitive to the black culture because they've been dumped on for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. And so we want to make sure that, you know, I, I if it were me, I would want to make sure that, you know, I'm not I'm not being offensive to an entire race of people. Yeah. One so. of the, the big arguments that I saw. Um, when this article first came out was people saying like, oh no, don't, don't change it. Disneyland's already changed enough. But like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the point. Disneyland is supposed to keep changing. You remember that one guy, what was his <laughs> name? Uh, Walt Disney. <laughs> William Dosney. Yeah. I mean, Walt, Walt Disney said it himself. Disneyland will never be complete. It's always going to evolve. It's, it's always going to so change as it. long as, as long as there's imagination left in the world. And if imagination means we're realizing that, you know, being offensive isn't the most magical thing in the world, let's best case scenario, let's do it. <laughs> let's change some things around. Um, you know, that's, it's, it is a new day. It's a new time, a new era. And we, we as a people need to think about the things we're saying. We need to think about the things we're putting out into the public and we need to take into account everybody's feelings, their thoughts, and, you know, be respectful of everyone. Definitely. Hopefully, you know, we as a, as a human race can come together as one and, and get, get past this just complete ridiculousness of racism and bigotry and, and all the hate. It's, it's really gross. And I, I hope that this is the catalyst for change. So keep fighting everybody. Yeah. Yeah. 
But on a happier note, um, we're going to talk a little bit about what you can watch on Disney Plus, what other resources are out there, and really just talking about some things that are great about the black culture uh, in Disney. So kicking it off, I wanted to talk about some movies that you can watch on Disney Plus that will help you support black culture. Okay, we've got quite the list of movies that you can watch on Disney Plus that will inspire you uh, all about black culture or featuring um, African-American leads. Uh, this is just some great movies you can watch. So historically uh, there's some, some great ones like remember the Titans with Denzel Washington. It's about a head football coach that has the first he's, he's uh, working on his first season with the first team that's comprised of both black and white players um, one, it's an amazing story. It's very compelling and, and, and so important, I think, to watch. Another historical movie was Red Tails, which is about uh, black fighter pilots during World War II. I had to watch that in high school. It's, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an amazing movie. Um, Ruby Bridges, um, about the six-year-old uh, who was the first African-American to integrate into her local New Orleans elementary school. Um, very heavy on uh, the ugliness of racism that she encounters. Um, so I think that's such an important movie for, I think kids should watch this to, to see what it used to be like, you know, you yeah. know, history can't repeat itself. Uh, on a lighter note, uh-huh. there's cool runnings. Oh, cool running. Which is, that is a such classic. a good movie. And it, it uh, is a historical film because yeah, it's, it's based true on story. a true story. Yeah. Uh, it's based on the story of four Jamaican athletes who compete as bobsled racers in the winter Olympics. And the struggles they go through to train and get to where they need to be. And it's it's funny. It's heartwarming. It's it's a really good movie. Um, another one. <laughs> we watched this like uh, probably uh, once a week when I was in high school. We had a very lazy teacher. And so he would always he taught on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And every week we would watch something is that the one who also used to make you watch Mrs. Doubtfire? We watched Mrs. Doubtfire like 500 times. Mm-hmm. But we watched Cool Runnings. That was one of the, the movies in the, in his small in the rotation. rotation. <laughs> uh, and so it, it almost became our motto, the whole, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, <laughs> get up, everybody. It's bobsled time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it became one of our mottos as high school students. I haven't uh, watched it in a few years. Let's watch it. I'm it, down. It's on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Uh, a lot of must-see movies on there, like Princess and the Frog, which is one of Kenzie's all-time favorite movies. Um, the story of Tiana, and it's you know it's a more of a modern twist on the classic tale of the Princess and the Frog. One of my favorite Marvel movies, hands down. Uh, the way it was filmed, the actors, the characters, the storyline, the effects. Black Panther, such a good movie, amazing. Um, the the way they filmed and and. Uh, put in the effects for Wakanda, which is this like forward thinking civilized uh, technologically advanced culture. So cool. I love the way they put that too. Mm-hmm. Sister act. Such a good one. Um, the haunted mansion, which is actually one of Kenzie's like f- favorite movies. Yeah. Oddly enough, like all of a sudden out of nowhere, she was just like, I love that movie. We were like, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, which I, I was concerned about how she would feel about that movie because we're such big Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. people. I was afraid it was going to be too far off from like the attraction for her to like mm-hmm. it, but she really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I can say I love Eddie Murphy and I love him in that movie. Not my favorite movie, mm-hmm. but I'm so picky because of the the attraction. I just yeah. wanted more of that. I like but the movie a lot. Let's bring Eddie, Be- Eddie Murphy back for something closer to the original attraction. 
And it's like movie gold. Let's revisit this. <laughs> uh, a couple of uh, DCOMs are on there, um, Up, Up, and Away, which was centered around um, all-black all superhero family. Um, and hey, then one nerd. Of the, Did what? you just say DCOM? Yeah. Yeah, Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, that's what it's a DCOM. <laughs> everybody knows what a DCOM is. I don't think everybody knows what a DCOM is. People know is. what a DCOM is. Well, they do now. Gosh. <laughs> don't make me feel bad. This is all I used to watch. Um, another one is The Color of Friendship, which was one of my all-time favorite movies growing up. It's centered around uh, apartheid in Africa, um, all about a South African girl. She gets a foreign exchange student. She is so excited, and the student comes, and it is a African-American girl, and she is so put off by it. She doesn't understand. It's It's very – it's heavy. This movie is very important. It's a very heavy movie. It's, and I don't think I un- fully understood what I was watching when I was watching it when I was younger. Sure. It, maybe nobody explained it to you no. or had the hard conversation. But I no. think this movie is very important because it's uh, it's relatable for kids because they're, you know, it's around that same age, you know, for like Kenzie. Mm-hmm. You know, we could we could have her watch this. And I think we should mm-hmm. because this one uh, would be a really great way to get some tough conversations going because they use some harsh words, you know, we know the word, um, they, it's, it's very, it's very real. And I think that it would be very important for a kid to watch this. Mm-hmm. So they understand what racism is and how to avoid it. Yeah. Uh, and another, uh, DCOM is <laughs> jump in. <laughs> um, I've never seen this one. Is this the, um, is this the jump rope movie? The double Dutch one. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it, but I've seen scenes from it. Cause yes. I, I grew up, you know, watching kids double dutch on the streets mm-hmm. and it was always one way I could never do it. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was too goofy. I could never get, I could never get like, on the work that way, which is funny. Cause I became a dancer, you know, and I could never find the beat when I was trying to get into a double dutch game. But anyway, yeah, there's a few other like random ones, uh, cheetah girls and cheetah girls too, <laughs> yes. which obviously Raven, Raven was the star of those movies. A very strong female African American lead. Raven is like the Disney poster child. She is just everywhere on Disney. Well, yeah, because you've got the Cheetah Girls movies, you've got the original That's So Raven, you've got Raven's Home, which is the the continuation of That's So Raven. uh, That's So Raven and the continuation. uh, That's got to be the longest running show on Disney. It's got to be right. Well, on Disney Channel, That's So Raven stopped in like. The mid 2000s and Raven's home just recently came back. By the time we come back from this, you're going to have the answer because I'm going to look it up, but you'll never know because we're going to time warp. Ready? Here's the answer. If you add that's so Raven and what's the new one? Raven's home and Raven's home. Raven has the longest running series on Disney channel how and Disney plus. Uh, how, how many seasons are the new one? Are there? Hmm. Maybe five seasons. Because That's So Raven, there were four seasons. With That's So Raven and Raven's Home, the Raven Collective is the longest running series on a Disney Channel. Yeah. Raven is Disney Disney Channel. That's that's it's in her blood. Because <laughs> then you have everything else she's been in, like um like what you're saying with the Cheetah Girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots. Yeah, there's there's just there's a lot of really good content on Disney Plus. 
with a lot of really good messages behind them. Mm -hmm. So definitely check all of them out. Yeah. And I think worth mentioning is the proud family and the proud family movie. It really gets into, I think it's to get down to their theme song. Uh, they talk a lot about culture, uh, you know, in, in the black community. And, uh, I think it's a really good one for kids to kind of digest. So I would say watch them all. Uh, we'll put a list up of all the, the movies and shows that you should watch on Disney plus, uh, watch as many as you can. But I think if I were to leave you with two suggestions, watch some proud family and watch, um, the color, the color of friendship. friendship, the color friendship will start a really good conversation with your kids. So if you want to teach your kids about race and racism and, and what it means to them, um, how it can affect them or, you know, how they should be better humans, I would say check out The Color of Friendship. It's a good one. So uh, on that same topic, um, wanted to just make the announcement that I read today um, about the Walt Disney company making a pledge and they've actually put $5 million into supporting nonprofit organizations that advance social justice. And that begins with a $2 million donation to the NAACP to further their longstanding work, promoting social justice by eliminating disparities and racial discrimination through their advocacy and education programs. And there was a really big uh, announcement that they had made Disney as a, as a company, uh, as many have, and, you know, we 100% support this movement. We stand with the black community and we, you know, we believe black lives matter before we can focus on anything else. Um, they're under fire right now. Uh, but Disney did come out and say the killing of George Floyd has forced our nation to once again, confront the long history of injustice that black people in America have suffered. And it is critical that we stand together, speak out, and do everything in our power to ensure that acts of racism and violence are never tolerated. Uh, that was Bob Chapek, CEO. Uh, he said, the, this, this $5 million pledge will continue to support the efforts of nonprofit organizations such as the NAACP that have worked tirelessly to ensure quality and justice. Um, so in addition, they're also doing a Disney employee matching gift program where employees can donate and the company is going to match those gifts. Uh, I have actually seen quite a few cast members come out and just kind of let all of their friends know, like I am a cast member. This is the, the program that our company has. If you would like to send me your donation, I will go ahead and make the donation for you. That way your, your donation is basically being doubled because of the Walt Disney company. That's a great idea. I think mm -hmm. reach out to your cast member friends. If you have any, um, maybe they're, yeah, maybe they'd be willing to make a donation on your behalf. I think it's important. And the more dollars we can get towards programs like, like the NAACP, there's a lot of justice funds and there's a lot of, uh, organizations that are helping with bail and court fees for anybody that's been, you know, taken a, taken a jail over the protests that have been disrupted, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll put up a, a link on our link tree of places that you can donate if you are so inclined. And yeah, like we said, if, if you have a cast member that, you know, hit them up, maybe they'll do a matching gift for you on that same topic. Um, Disney, uh, sent out a statement. Uh, it was actually, I saw the, the tweet come from, uh, Bob Iger. And so he had said that, you know, here's a statement we sent to our fellow Disney employees. It's from Bob Chapek 
CEO, Latondra Newton, which is the chief diversity officer and Bob Iger. Um, it was a pretty touching letter. And I think that it's very important to know what the messaging is to Disneyland employees, because they have a promise to uphold to keep, you know, magic in the parks. And that means being as diverse as possible. So, uh, the letter went out and it was titled resolve in a time of unrest, a message to fellow employees, dear fellow employee, the recent killings of George Floyd, as well as other instances of lethal attacks and harassment of unarmed black citizens in our nation continue to drive outrage and calls for action by people of all cultural backgrounds, including many of our employees. Feelings of grief and anger cause us to confront the inscrutable idea that the lives of some are deemed less valuable and less worthy of dignity, care, and protection than the lives of others. While these devastating incidents are not new, there's something unique about what's happening in this moment. The pandemic coupled with these recent injustices have pushed the issues of racial disparity into the open. We too are struggling to make sense of the recent tragedies that leave us feeling overcome with sorrow. While we don't have all the answers, we resolve to use our compassion, our creative ideas, and our collective sense of humanity to ensure we are fostering a culture that acknowledges our people's feelings and their pain. We also realize that now more than ever is the time for us all to further strengthen our commitments to diversity and inclusion everywhere. We intend to focus our efforts and resources to compassionately and constructively talk about these matters openly and honestly as we seek solutions. We intend to keep the conversation going, not just today, but for as long as it takes to bring about real change. Bob Chapek, Bob Iger, and Latondra Newton. I'm so glad to see they're taking this seriously and they're, you know, vowing and promising to make the changes they need to keep everything as diverse as possible, inclusive as possible, and, you know, accessible to everyone. Um, so, you know, I'm sure a lot of people wonder what, um, what our stance is. We, we did put up some info on our Instagram about kind of our thoughts. We decided to not do an, an episode because it just didn't feel right talking about a theme park with everything going on. Even this episode is kind of hard for us to put together because there are so many other things to talk about right now. So many more important things to talk about, but we made a pledge to you all that we would give you the news as it happens. And you know, as quickly as we can to keep you in the loop about what's going on at Disneyland. That's what this podcast is about. But we have not been silent about the way we feel and uh, the way we act and who we support and who we don't. Um, you know, we, we do stand behind our black brothers and sisters in the world. It's something I've always fought for as, you know, as far as back as I can remember as, you know, a, a teen, um, is when it really came to life for me. I had a friend who was shot and killed by the police. And ever since then, we, we, you know, uh, some friends and I decided, you know, we won't let this, we don't, we won't let this happen to any more of our friends. You know, unfortunately, you know, that was a big promise to make as teenagers, there wasn't much we could do, but you know, now, and even since back then we marched, we marched on the streets of Riverside demanding change here we are 22 years later and we're dealing with the same thing and it's unfortunate and it's awful. And some of the things that are being said are just completely and utterly disgusting, but 
all we can do now is fight, be heard, and make sure that as many people know what this movement is for. And, you know, so unfortunately, there are some people that have differing views on equality and who deserves what. For those of you listening that don't support the um, the Black Lives Matter movement or understand that this is important and if all lives are going to matter, black lives need to matter first. Um, if that's hard for you, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that you can't understand it. And I understand if you don't want to support our show anymore, uh, it'd be really sad, but you know, our hearts will be broken, but we won't be. Um, so that being said, we hope you stick with us and we hope everybody out there understands that all this is about is, is, decency and humanity and making sure that if somebody is saying that all lives matter, that they mean all lives. Um, that being said, uh, want to cheer this moment up a little bit by talking about somebody that's very special in the world of Disney. Uh, there is a gentleman by the name of Floyd Norman, and I'd like to talk about him for a little bit to kind of close out the show. There are many employees, cast members, you know, people that work with Disney that have been very influential in that world. Uh, from the custodian to the animator, everybody is just as important in the world of Walt. And uh, he b- truly believed that. Um, and something I've been really excited about since they released the trailer is Soul. Um, it was originally supposed to come out actually in the next week, but uh, since everything was going on with COVID, they moved it to November 20th of this year. Um, and Soul is, it looks like it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to tell them about the movie? In Pixar Animation Studios' upcoming feature film, Soul, Joe Gardner is a middle school band teacher whose life hasn't quite gone the way he expected. His true passion is playing jazz and he's good. But when he finds himself in another realm helping someone else find their passion, he discovers what it truly means to have soul. Jamie Foxx lends his voice to Joe, directed by Academy Award winner Pete Docter from Inside Out and Up, co-directed by Kemp Powers and produced by Academy Award nominee Dana Murray, who produced the Pixar short Lou. Soul opens in theaters on November 20th, 2020. Yeah, I'm excited to see this one. It looks fun. I love the animation style in it. It looks really, really good. And I believe it's in, uh, I think, it, I'm pretty sure it takes place in, I'm not sure if it's Brooklyn or if it's just, if they're just saying New York City, but mm-hmm. um, I love the animation style. It looks like, uh, I'm not sure what time period it's supposed to be in, but it looks like it might be the 70s. Mm-hmm. I can't tell if it's current or if it's just that that's how he's dressed in these photos, but it looks like it might be from the 70s. But, you know, really heavy in the jazz scene, it looks like. I can't wait to see what the soundtrack sounds like on this one. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about this one. Me too. Uh, but it's going to have, like you said, Jamie Foxx. Um, it's got Felicia Rashad. Amar Questlove Thompson. Questlove. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tina Fey, Angela Bassett, and David Diggs. So really quality cast. Um, really excited to see how this one comes out. I'm really stoked to see uh, Questlove doing voice acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have more information on that one as it is released, but keep an eye out. It's, it's going to be a hit. I'm really excited about it. So November 20th. So somebody very special, uh, is a gentleman by the name of Floyd Norman. Uh, Floyd, who is now 84 years old, was actually the first African-American animator at Disney 
And uh, as far as I know, he still walks in and out of that building as if he works there. He retired long ago, but he's kind of become part of the furniture. Um, if you've seen Sleeping Beauty or The Jungle Book or any of the Toy Story movies, uh, you've seen the work of this awesome man, Floyd Norman. Uh, for decades, he's been helping to bring Disney and Pixar classics to life. Uh, he's still on a case-by-case uh, basis works for Disney, uh, but he's applied his trade on and off since ni- the 1950s. I believe it was 1956. And he's been a lover of art since long before he worked for Disney. Um, and we recently had the pleasure of watching the documentary An Animated Life. Uh, it used to be on Netflix, and for some reason it was taken down, and it hasn't made its way onto Disney+, Plus. but it is still available on Amazon um, Prime Movies. So we rented that, and it's called An Animated Life, and it's really the story of him and being the first black animator at Disney, and you know, really just tells his story because he goes on to do a lot of really cool stuff over his career. Um, and I loved hearing, uh, he has a quote, uh, an empty surface was a blank canvas for me. So he was always scribbling on walls and his mom was always chasing him around with a sponge because she had to make sure that all of her walls were clean. Uh, cause he was drawing on everything. He grew up in Southern California and, you know, he, he really didn't, have a problem just walking into Disney and asking for a job. Um, he was told when he went, when he had that dream, Hey, I want to work for Disney. He was told there's no way they're going to hire a black man. He walked in, asked for a job and he got it. And he's been doing it since the late fifties. It's an amazing story. And I think that he was such a, a, a wonderful individual. So I, I highly encourage you to check out the documentary on Amazon. You can rent it for, I think it was three 99 or you can purchase it for nine 99. It's a, a very, you know, pocket friendly documentary, but it's, it's such a special story. And uh, to read their, their description, it's an intimate journey through the life and career of 80 year old Floyd Norman, the first African American animator at Disney studios. He later went on to develop the original fat Albert TV special early Sesame Street segments, and classic Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Floyd Norman is the super mensch of animation. Everywhere you look in animation history, you find Floyd. So not only was he putting together great stuff for Disney, he also created you know, the, the animation style that would become the Fat Albert television program. Um, such an influential man in the world of animation and just so humble, you know, he didn't, he didn't look at himself as any different. He, he, uh, in, because he's not, but you know, back in the fifties, you know, times were a lot different and he might not have been looked at so great. So yeah, it really just tells his story and I'm so excited that we got to see it. So I urge you to go watch it. It's very important to the history of Disney. It's very important to the history of the black community and the achievements they've, they've come up with over the years. And I think it's just a, a wonderful story. So I, I highly encourage you to go watch that. And tell us what you think. Uh, check it out. Tell us what you thought about the flick. And um, I hope you enjoy it. It's a, it's a really cool story about a really cool guy. So um, with that, that brings us to the end of the show. Keeping with the theme, um, I think there's a lot of room for everybody to grow right now. Everybody. Uh, so I thought that this quote from Walt was really important to talk about this week. So he said... All you've got to do is own up to your ignorance honestly, and you'll find people who are eager to fill your head with information. There's so much misinformation right now, 
And there's so many sides being taken. And I think it's so important to really just own up to what you don't know, the things you think you know, but you don't really know. Own up to it. Learn. Talk to people. Hear people's stories. There's so many stories flying around right now. I know that social media can get kind of noisy and hard to understand, but there are so many stories being told right now about people's experiences. And I think if you walked a mile in some of these people's shoes, uh, some of you may have a change of heart and a change of mind. So listen to each other, talk to people. There's so much real information out there uh, in addition to what everybody believes to be fake or conspiracies or whatever. Take the time to learn. I think this is the best time to do it. We're in the middle of the most unique times we'll ever see in our lives. A global pandemic, uh, some really hard conversations and really hard truths about the state of racism in our wonderful country. I keep telling people, be better. That's that's the advice I have for everybody right now. Just be better. You can always be better. You can always know more about the other uh, people in your lives, the people you might not talk to on a day-to-day basis, but there's so much more you can learn about people, their struggles, their stories, what they've been through, where they've been, where they're going, and really try to align it with what you've got going on in your life. So much to learn. So please just everybody be better. Everybody love each other, spread love, not hate. I hope that we can get through this, uh, you know, and, and bring a change to this, this country because we deserve it. Uh, they deserve it. Everybody, you all out there, you deserve happiness. You deserve things to be good in your life. So that was a very long drawn out quote. So I apologize, but just very passionate about this right now. It's, it's, I always have been, and, uh, it's, it's just, it's very important. And I hope that you understand that this is important. Um, but on that note, we do want to thank you so much for joining us on these adventures every week. Um, we're going to try to continue to push out as much content as we can with the information that's given to us. Uh, we hope that you've been enjoying the shows as they've been, uh, coming out over the weeks. Um, we've been trying to work hard on putting these episodes together to keep you informed on what's happening, but also learn some history about the parks because we love this place and, uh, we can't get, can't wait to get back. So stay tuned. We've got more coming your way. Uh, for this week, uh, if you have any questions or any stories you want to share with our audience, any comments, please email us friends at magic on main street podcast.com. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. We're at Magic on Main Pod. Uh, become a Patreon subscriber. Uh, we're trying to ramp that up as much as we can right now. Uh, thank you to all of our current subscribers. We love you so much and we appreciate you. And we promise we're going to get you some really fun stuff coming up soon. It's been tough ordering stuff with everything being shut down. So thank you for your patience. Um, but for as little as $2 a month, you're going to get some swag. You get some early access items. Never have to listen to ads. Make sure you check us out at patreon.com slash magic on main street. And if you wouldn't be, if it wouldn't be too much to ask, please subscribe. If you haven't already head over and leave a review. It literally takes 30 to 30 seconds to a minute. It's so easy to do. Uh, it really helps us out to get in front of more people. So please, uh, you know, leave a review and help us spread some magic with people in your world. And that's it. That's our show, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Are you tired of our voices? Yes. Oh. <laughs> this is a long one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't done a long episode like this in a while, but I think it's important. It's very important. Share it with your friends. Love everybody. Have respect for everybody. Be better. We love you. Please love us back. <laughs> On behalf of Tabitha, 
Kenzie, Daniel, Scar, and myself, thank you so much for listening to the Magic on Main Street podcast. We'll see you real soon. Bye bye. Magic on Main Street, just like a churro, you're so sweet. Our time with you is such a treat. Spread the Disney love. Thanks for hanging out with us.